listening to Fear the Nth Cast. This is Season 9, Episode 3. I'm JD. I'm Jason. Scoots! Yeah, wow. <laughs> Scoots! Scoots! For a second, for a split second, I was like, maybe Scoots will go second. And then he was quiet. And then you were, and then yeah, after, he, after he went, you were glad that he didn't go second. Because yeah. Scoots! How would, you, how would you follow that? You can't. Can't. So, like I said, we're talking about season nine, episode three of The Walking Dead, and it is called Warning Signs. Um, Warning. Warning Signs. And normally, we always start with grading the episode first, and we take turns. So, Jason went first week one. Scoots went first last week, so I guess I'll go first this week. Oh, you, man. I guess that seems fair. All right, I'm going to give this episode. We're doing out of 14 or 10 or... (laughs) 14. 14. No, I'm, I'm going to go out of 10. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it a high grade. I'm going to give a high grade. I've given an episode in a long time. I think I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. I really, wow. I really, really enjoyed this episode a lot for a lot of reasons, which I'll get into. But this was, I think, the best episode in probably three or four years of the show. And I really, really enjoyed it. So, wow. Jason, wow. what do you think? <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you need to go last. Well, well, we're just taking turns. Sure, right. sure. Just because I actually, <laughs> apparently, I'm the only one that watched it. So you didn't say it. No, <laughs> we all watched it. I'm just messing with um, I I would say, I would say, yeah, I would. I'd give it a high grade too. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't thinking that high. I was thinking a solid eight. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right, solid eight. So, you know my preface, I usually like to see a lot of zombies, death, killing. Yeah. So This episode had hardly any of that. So, you're giving it a Um, three? I know. (laughs) Normally, I would. Um, I would have to say a... I'm up around around you, JD, probably 9.7. I mean, I almost to a point where I... You went higher. And I was like, this is... Absolute had me on the edge of the seat the entire all the way to the yeah. very end. I thought it was amazing. The dialogue, Rick. I mean, we'll get into all of it, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, we could talk awesome. about a little bit now. Like, uh, there's reasons. A lot of the pitfalls that it's had the last few seasons, I I don't see happening this season. I feel like the dialogue has been really good. I feel sure. like some of the they've done a great job of making us care about minor characters. Which in the yes. past few seasons, you're like, I don't give a shit about these people. I don't care if they die. But this oh. this episode, you almost felt sorry for some of them and some of the secondary characters because they've told so many stories. <laughs> recently i feel like they're doing a good job of actually bringing all the stories together and making it congruent instead of feeling like you're watching episodes of a different show in the episode that and people are doing things for actual real reasons in the past people would do things for just the stupidest reasons like why are you doing that made no sense whatsoever but here the characters are actually making solid sound decisions that you would make or that other people would make and you feel for them i mean it was it was very impactful it was it was so I enjoyed it. All right, well, let's get into the recap, man. And we'll just go through it. story. By, we'll do story by story. We don't need to do much scene by scene. But I do want to talk about the beginning with Rick and Michonne because I thought this this was kind of a momentous moment. You know, it was a big deal because Rick basically told Michonne, let's have a baby together. Yep. Yeah. Which is a huge step. Like, That's- I never thought after... Carl, for one, but even in this new world that he'd want to have more kids. Like, 
after watching your son and the, the the future that you were building for just disappear, it was it was really kind of shocking to me. Well, that and his wife passed away giving birth. Ah, uh, him and Lori weren't shit. They never really got along. <laughs> it, just Not saying. Even before the apocalypse. Just, just saying. I mean, really though. I mean, there's no real doctors. I mean, she's doing this natural. Yeah. Well, I mean, of the two, Laurie or Michonne, I feel like Michonne could get through it better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no doubt. Like giving birth in this world. But it still, I yeah. thought, was a huge step. Like, let's have a little family day and hey, let's make a baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I like that part, the beginning part where he was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, eh. But the whole baby part, I, I that was shocking. Yeah. But I liked how, I liked, I, we'll get into it in a minute of what he said in the, and the end of the episode with regard to Negan yeah. and then coming back and having his walk through like the garden and everything else. Mm-hmm. I really liked, I liked how it tied all together. Sure. Yeah. What about you, Jason? Did you care for the beginning at all? No, I liked it. I mean, like things like that. I think, I don't know. You start to wonder how it's going to play out in the, the grand scheme of the story. Right. Um, I think it's setting it up to make, it way more sad whenever he yes. leaves. Well, I mean, because that is uh, in the back of your mind, too, because we know that Rick is going. He's he's not right. going to be on the show much longer. And if they do yeah. get pregnant, it's going to be, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, shit. I think that might be kind of part of their whole play here is to, like, to, they want to, like, send Rick off in such a way that people really feel it. And sure, that, uh, that's kind of what I feel like. They definitely don't want Rick to die or <laughs> he's going to die, but they don't want it to happen. Like, and, and people to walk away from the episode going, well, I guess he's dead. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I think they want, more. I guess we're done with that now. Yeah. I mean, so on, on that with about Rick and how, and how his acting and dialogue and his whole persona in this, in the past three episodes, I mean, I feel like he's, he is at the apex of Rick right now really good in comparison to other seasons. Yeah. Do you think that's because of just him knowing that he's leaving in the next two episodes and us knowing that he's leaving in the next two episodes? So we're kind of feeling that bomb towards him or is he really, are they really doing that well with his character right now? Well, I always thought that he did good Andrew Lincoln, but I think maybe the writing for his character has yeah. been the best the last few seasons. And then this season, they're really doing a better job of writing all the characters. I think Andrew Lincoln's a really good actor. Absolutely. And I think most of this show has come down to the writing. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it's, Okay. So then we see Justin wake up as a walker in mm-hmm. Problematic. Like, oh, shit. Uh, he's dead. How did he die? And who is killing everybody? This is going to cause even more division between the saviors and the which rest. Is great, of them. which is so great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck them saviors, man. Who gives a shit? <laughs> death, death, death. Yeah. So at the one, the scene with Maggie on the road and the Glenn lookalike. <laughs> it's like, what? What are we doing here? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was like, oh. what is this setup? <laughs> Right. I, mean, I wasn't alone, right? I was like, that, to- yeah. that totally no, looks like Herschel. If Herschel's going to have a daddy, <laughs> at least make it the same race so it's not as confusing. Was, I didn't even think of that. That's it, it just made me think of like Glenn plus a foot, you know? It's like foot taller yeah. than Glenn, you know? 
But the, what was with the saviors on the road trying to like intimidate Maggie? Like, who do they yeah. think they're talking to? Right. Honestly, yeah. like, who did they? What did they think they were going to accomplish? And he like tries to eat the tomato all intimidatingly. Like, oh yes, you, you need to be afraid of me because I have an axe. <laughs> She's like, you just got charged for that. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Mud. Yeah, that's not really your name. What's your yeah. real name? <laughs> Which is great, though. I love Maggie. I mean, I think it's building her up for even more of what she has been in the past. I, I loved her character in that moment. Yeah. She was like, I could care less of who you are. Yeah, you can yeah. charge for that. And that's the end. All right. Yeah. Mag- Maggie and Daryl are like really close in their, in their just kind of ruthlessness and being done with it all. Yes. Oh. Well, and I think that's a big theme of this episode. Like, hey, we've been trying to tell you things are not what they should be, and you're just not listening. You don't hear right. us for whatever reason. Okay, so they find Justin, and clearly he's been murdered. Not he didn't Murder. he didn't Mon- get attacked by walkers and get bit and die. He's been murdered, and. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a suspicious hole in his chest. Yes, and it looks a like, small, smooth, suspicious hole. It looks like an arrow. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like it could have been done with an arrow or maybe a crossbow bolt. And right. the the next scene was really weird to me because the saviors are like, "We don't have guns. Let's go get axes and let's fight all these people with guns." Because you Thank know you. what? We're gonna win. We're gonna win this right. fight, and us just showing that we are willing to fight is gonna be enough. It shows that they're idiots. Which, yeah, that yeah. was probably the only scene that I was like, eh, really. It I mean, just felt like it felt a little weird, but I, I do like weirdly like uh, the one savior stepping up. What's his name? He looks like he looks like Bernard from the Santa Claus. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like uh, oh, that's like, such a great comparison. You're talking about the one that sings. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking he's, about. He's actually not terrible. And uh, he's, I, he's I, not, I, I agree. I, he's not great, but I I like how he's playing into uh, bearing the burden of all the saviors and, right. and feeling like, uh, well, I have to keep these people from getting killed because I don't want to get like looped in with them. I have to sure. prove myself and the people who are with me that we're still okay. Sure. See, I, do you feel as though that the saviors even listen to him? I mean, he's communicating. This I feel like some saviors. do. Some of Play them do, lot. but there's a yeah, lot of saviors. I mean, few, the saviors are rightfully scared because they're the only ones getting picked off right now. They're yeah. the only ones that don't have weapons and they're the ones doing the work. I mean, it's not like they're super wrong in feeling the way that they feel. They got kind of a raw deal because they picked the wrong side and they're still being punished for that. But I mean, sure. I think they're justified in feeling scared and feeling angry for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But this, but it's not like they're doing much to really help the situation. Like, you know, oh, no. Try, no, they're going backwards. Try to pick sure. a fight saying we need guns to protect ourselves. Like, Hey, we're not going to listen to you. We don't need babysitters. You know, hey, shut up. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. We we are working you with you, but that doesn't mean yeah. anything. You know, it's like trying to deal right. with a teenager. You're like, you're still a teenager. You're a child. You you don't have all of these rights that we as adults do because you're not yep. an adult. It's just you're the way it is. You're an adult person. Yeah. So <laughs> they yes they Rick shows up 
And of course, with Rick on a horse, everybody's going to stop fighting. Because <laughs> oh, I love that. It's just like the cavalry came in. Even his huge, massive gun on the horse, everybody just whoa. Well, we can't we can't mess with on a horse. Right. Oh, no, no, no. He's on a horse. I I actually really like that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. No, I agree. And then he <laughs> he does he becomes Rick detective at this point, and he goes right. and he talks to Daryl in. I mean, I think that all that does is maybe further fracture the relationship that he has oh, with so. Daryl. Yeah, especially with Daryl being like, "So is this is this the kind of thing you used to do?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, just kind of calling him out, like, "You don't trust me." How how long? Have yeah, I been you? but I mean, Rick, how Rick said it though, he's like, "Everybody else is calling it, so I'm doing my diligence." I don't. He he said, "Do you, you think I did it?" He's like, "No," but everybody else says that is accusing you, right? Yeah. So I'm asking to clear the air, and I'm. Do that the whole dialogue with him and uh, and Daryl. I mean, they both at the very end when he was like, and make it a decision that you own, try it because at the end you'll like the decision of not right or letting the guy go who left her brother up there to die. I love that part. 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, I'm sold. Yeah, no, that was that was a good line. And I mean, Rick's doing what he can to get Daryl back on his side because there's clearly a fracture there and that's a fundamental difference. And um, things are happening. Like not everybody's going to agree with Rick and there's enough people in leadership and who've been through enough and who've survived long enough that they feel like that they make, they can make decisions on their own and they don't always have to listen to Rick, which Mm -hmm. is a a big issue that they're dealing with right now. Like who decides what's right and what's wrong going forward. Because after that, they uh, they go out in twos to kind of like do their walker clearing, right? And Maggie is with um, the girl from Oceanside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they see some walkers and hear some activity. And they're like, all right, come help us clear this. And they go to clear the house. You must like this part. There was some zombie killing there, Neil. Yeah. Scoots, come yeah, on, man. I was actually hoping that Cindy would die. <laughs> I mean, if you fall on your own... In through a piece of wood, and then the <laughs> right. zombies at that time happen to break down the barrier that they're in. I'm sorry, you don't deserve to keep going. And then, <laughs> it's not like she planned for the wood to break. No, 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 I'll continue. She not, didn't plan with it. The wood broke. She fell. She got up. She got attacked by one zombie whose neck is falling apart. And Maggie kills like what 11? Well, Maggie was ready, Maggie was prepared. She sure. had just fallen. And then she got trapped. At least she didn't die. At least she didn't. She got all tangled up in its gizmo. Uh, I mean, I, I could say a positive through all this. I was a positive. I didn't see Tara in this episode. You're not. It's true. She wasn't there at all. You're or, not wrong. We also, <laughs> that is that is a win. We didn't see Herschel either, which was nice. Oh. I haven't, haven't seen him in years. So. That is so wrong. That is so <laughs> wrong. So, um, but after they clear the <laughs> <just> gonna... <laughs> after they clear the walkers, uh, Rick and Daryl show up, and they realize that the other group that they had called over didn't show up. So they go to find them, and there's just one girl from Oceanside, and a rot is missing, and it looks like mm-hmm. she's been abducted, which is another problem. That's one more savior gone. And if the saviors find out things are so tense anyway, it's really going to come to a head in a bad, bad way. So they got to find her. So they split up and find twos. But I liked what, what's the big dude with the axe's name? Oh, Jerry. 
Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. 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 Jerry's like, yo, question. <laughs> yes, this is so great. What what yo. happens if we find the perp? Uh, do we Negan him or do we uh, mag him? Mag him. Yeah. And Gregory, do we Negan him or do we Gregory him? And you're like, uh, that's it. And they and Maggie and Rick kind of look at each other like. Uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, which is like, okay, yeah. okay, we're gonna. This is gonna come to a head real quick. It's pretty much yeah. whoever finds it first is gonna decide. But, but you, you fate. see now, though, twenty, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. Cindy is like, she'll have what's coming to her. Who Cindy? She yeah, she said that. She's like, whatever's coming to her, she'll she'll uh, pay the price. Which she was the one that captured her to begin with. Well, I mean, we don't know that yet. No, I'm just saying. In, in hindsight, though, if what yeah, she's saying like a little foreshadowing, yeah, for sure involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cindy. Well, because Cindy wants to kill her. Yeah, that's true. And and, and I also love Jerry. I, I love how he oh Jerry's a great character. Jerry's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a big fan of Jerry. Yes, like, one of the characters that you know I've really enjoyed from the kingdom. Don't uh-huh. change, Jerry. No, don't. don't, don't always change. be you, Jerry. No. You beautiful <laughs> self. <laughs> You're beautiful. So they go and um, they're split up and Carol and Rick get ambushed by two of the saviors, which is just dumb. What are they thinking? Like, honestly, if there's two people, I mean, any of the people out there, you don't really want to mess with, you know, you don't want to mess with Maggie and Daryl. You don't want to mess with Rick and Carol. Like, honestly, out of the two of them. I, I would probably put Rick in a headlock before I put Carol in a headlock. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but they don't she's know Carol. Got knives everywhere. They That's don't know Carol. Movie. They don't know what she's done. They haven't seen. Right. They haven't seen seasons one through eight. Clearly. Yeah. So, yep. Which would make sense why they would go after the old. Right. Have, have they never heard of Terminus? I mean, geez. Right. Right. Yeah. So, Rick, they're like, give us the guns and we're going to leave. We'll let you walk. That's fine. Otherwise, we're going to kill Carol. And Carol turns around and stabs the dude in the chest, man. It's yeah. awesome. And then they let him live. Yeah. Yeah. They don't finish him. Because like, yeah. every hey, life every, is. Every life matters. Yeah. Morgan would be so proud. Man, Morgan. Uh, no. He would He yep. would be appreciative. But I mean, yeah. Daryl and Daryl and Maggie figure out what's happening in. Uh, let's talk about this scene. I've I've been kind of doing the discussion, so I want y'all to talk about the scene with Daryl and Maggie figuring out what's happening and what they stumble upon. So, who wants to go first? Walking up on on the situation. Yeah. Yep. Who wants to go first with their thoughts? You know, I'll I'll do it later. All right. So, at this point, when I when I see Daryl and Maggie walking up to it, I, I it doesn't hit me yet that when they see Cindy and B, that Arat's there. For yeah. some reason, it did not click to me that this is how it didn't didn't click to me at all. Like when I saw the arrow that was going through the chest, and Daryl said, "Hey, I know who it is." I, I'm not thinking it's the spear lady, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. And so when that popped up, and she's bawling, and you, you hear a rot on the ground, like begging for her life. I'm like, "What is going on?" And then it goes through the whole thing about her explaining, you know, what happened what's going on and Maggie and Daryl at first Maggie and Daryl was like, Hey, don't do this. But as she's starting to pour out her heart and talk about her brother, her 11 year old brother and that communication of, you know, killed everybody there, beg for your life. I'm like, Whoa. I mean, that was heavy. That that's why for me, the episode was so high on the scale. Cause that was really heavy. What was it that they made her say 
that she said to no exceptions. The brother, no, no exceptions. exceptions. I mean, this whole point though, when I really liked, I was curious how this was going to turn because when Cindy says you hung Gregory, and so you you pretty much encouraged me to yeah. find out a rock to be able to do this with Justin You're and everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, they they said Rick's way isn't the only way. You yeah. showed to us that Rick's way yeah. is not the only way. And this is where I was like, okay, what's Maggie going to do? Is Maggie going to be like, okay, I know Rick way is for the greater good. I'm going to stand up for Rick. Or is she like, mm, yeah, you're right. And when he she went through that whole thing about her little brother and saying, I needed him. I love him. What did you say? I was like, oh, no. And when Maggie turned mm. around, I was like, oh, that's it. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. It's over. What about you, Jason? Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. They had to really reason. I think Daryl and Maggie had to come to the conclusion in that situation that given the opportunity, they would do the same thing. And so... I really think they didn't even really need to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> I think oh. they just needed to hear that they were hurt by this person and they killed someone that they loved. And I think that that's all that Daryl and Maggie needed at this point. Because if they had that opportunity with Negan, they would take the same, you know, they would do the exact same thing. So. You don't like, think they were on the fence? You don't think that Maggie was maybe on the fence I doing think it, the right thing? I think the only time they were on the fence was whenever she said. You know, whenever I saw what you did with Gregory and like, so whenever there was that connection, I think for a second, Maggie was like, oh, am I a bad role model? Am I doing the wrong thing? (laughs) But then like after hearing the story and, and then just having to come to the conclusion that, oh, I guess I'd do the same exact thing. So let me let them handle their business and we'll just walk away. What what about a rots, please? What about a rot saying I've changed? I've done I've done things, and we've all done things in the past that we're not proud of, because you can look at even the group that they're in, and the shit that they've done, and they deserve the same fate. Like, if the Saviors were got, like, Daryl or Glenn, I mean, Glenn's dead now, but after the things that they've done to their group, and to their family, and to their loved ones, I mean, it's just as bad. It's just oh, yeah. just happens yeah, that right. they our, won. Our group did the same thing. So they, I mean, so they what? Were what, in their barracks, stabbing people in the head while they were sleeping. Yeah, yeah, like, killing. It was terrible. Killing people's right. parents in front of their kids yeah. and shit yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? I think post-apocalyptic world, it's it's no whole bar. I mean, you're just like, okay, I won. But I'm, they're trying I'm to build. To... A, they're trying to build a future. Right. They're trying to change the future. And which yeah. is what Rick was doing with Negan. So why all of a sudden is it different now? You know, yeah, like- that's the, I think, yeah, that's the big thing with all these episodes and the show just in general that you really have to put into perspective is you can't ever forget that our people or our group were really terrible. Just like, as bad. As they well. were just, just as, as bad. bad. And so yeah. you can't, you can't like say, well, Maggie and Daryl's way, I guess that way is working, just killing people, because that is just being Negan. Right. Like, the same thing. And the only one who's changing is is like Rick and Michonne and the people that they're bringing with them, and, and that's the real change, but it's still coming at a cost because Rick was the same person who ordered all those people to be murdered, <laughs> right. you know? So it's like... 
Well, it's, it's like they, some of them have yeah. drawn a line in the sand. They're like, okay, we've done enough. We've reached a point now to where all this stuff that happened in the past, you know, it shouldn't matter. And some people, and I'm not saying that I would be able to, but some people cannot forget that. And it's it's hard for them to forget that. And until they close certain chapters and take care of certain loose ends, they're not going to be able to move on to the future. And Rick is asking some people to move on before they're ready. Right. But with a rot, you know, I was like, man, that that's tough because, you know, I I never much cared for her, and she did a great job of playing like an evil villain for sure. Mm-hmm. But sure. she was ordered to do stuff by her superiors, and knowing that she didn't have a choice, you know. And she said that she's like, I didn't have a choice. Simon would have killed right. me if I hadn't done that. And, and she's but, right. But up until the point that. where, I mean, and if she, they said she was laughing and smiling and said shit like no exceptions. And maybe her saying no exceptions was her kind of justifying it, like no exceptions, I can't not kill this kid. Right. But if she's doing it with Glee, I think maybe, maybe it was justified what they're doing to her. But I mean, if sure. she was forced and coerced, you know, it's like, well, shit, man, is there any grace for people? Because we've all done things in, in the name of our leaders, in the name of our group, that we wouldn't do. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, I'm thinking more back now that everything is finish and the saviors are kind of still there but they still have that hurt with the loved ones that they see over and over and over again and now they're having to essentially they are they are being forced by rick to try to mend and well, i mean it's a war says, it was a war and like exactly once so the says, once the war is over what do you do like you know do you hold do you hold those war crimes against them or i mean like it's every single one of them you think so Wipe your hands, and you're done. I mean, it's just no, a, I, it's a deep question. Know. It is a deep question. I know that was a whole yeah. answer. Well, I mean, but I feel like you hold you the leadership to, accountable, but well, maybe accountable. maybe not the people, like the soldiers. The you hold the right. leaders accountable, and maybe not yes. the soldiers is what I'm thinking. Because I'm saying, where's the forgiveness there? I mean, there's zero forgiveness on all of it. Now, I know death is something hard to forgive, but sure. And anything that the group that we usually pull for of the Walking Dead on Rick's side. There, we usually are very quick to not forgive for them to be able to get redemption, and that's essentially what they're doing now. Yeah, and that was a hard scene. And when they walk away, and you see Cindy with that stick just whoosh right through, yeah, oh man, no, it was, was it was a tough was, scene to watch. And I mean, good. they they did a really good job of making me care about Arad and then also care about Cindy and. One uh-huh. one that's one one of the reasons I enjoyed this episode is so much because The Walking Dead has always been a show that really made me question not only what I would do in right. a survival situation like that, but what would I do if faced with a moral choice like that. And well, I and enjoy yeah. having to think about these deep moral questions and character questions and things like that, more so than just watching some Transformers movie. I'd rather have my <laughs> mind stimulated and be like, okay, well, you know, it's not a, a normal situation for me. It's not often I'm like, well, I have life in my hands. Do I take it and take vengeance or do I be and merciful, I, you know? I think that's exactly why this episode was so good is because yeah. that was the question that it all started with whenever the show started, when the comic started. Like, it was literally just that question of, of what would I do in that situation? How would I react to these things? Right. And I think that they've had a hard time sticking with that formula of um just getting to like what would you do in this situation because 
Because of what you were saying earlier, having so many side stories and feeling like you had to keep track of so many things, yeah. there's no way to put yourself in the shoes of all of these people, uh, mm. especially people who are pretty unrelatable. Right. Um, and so we've had enough time to like recognize the characters that are on the show that we maybe relate with or you know could find ourselves relating with, and then to see them go through certain situations and then ask yourself those questions like, yeah. well, would I have walked away in that moment? Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's tough. But, and that's the thing too, with this episode, I think that two episodes, they really have tied all of the loose ends of the small characters together right. to make you really care and question what they're doing. That's what I was saying after the first episode. Was like I've, I just felt like this season was starting, even just with killing Gregory right away. Like, yeah, it it was just starting with this atmosphere of like, all right, we don't want loose ends anymore, and we're kind of tired of having them. Yeah, we know y'all are tired. Well, yeah, we got to tighten it up. We got to tighten yeah. things up and really have a congruent story. And I like that you could see both sides. Like they said, with uh, with what is her name, Arat. You could see her side. You could see, you could feel for her and oh, having yeah. her just executed like that. You're like, ah, you know, that's tough. But you could also see Cindy and B's side, like having your your little brother and your dad and every dude that you knew for your whole life murdered right in front of and you and them just husband, basically said, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's tough. And so it's yeah. it's hard to say who's right and who's wrong in that moment. And I, that's yeah. what I enjoyed about it. And then Maggie and Daryl, I think they both were like, we cannot be judge in this situation. So we're just going to let yeah. them deal with it. The, the, yeah. This is for them to decide between them. And if they decide to show mercy, that's right. up to them, but it's not up to us to just tell them what they can and can't do. Oh, I thought, I thought when they walked away, they were given their go ahead. They were saying, have at it. I mean, I didn't think it was them to say yes or no. I was thinking they would walk away and they're like, yes, you have our permission and we're turning our back. We see nothing. Well, I mean, th- there is that, but I think it was also like, hey, we're th- we're washing our hands of this. Y'all do with it what yeah. you want, you know. Yeah. And mo- because if they, because they, I think they understood. I think they got where Cindy was coming from, for sure. Which is which oh, is an yeah. interesting thought that if if like Maggie or Rick or Daryl, like if they don't intervene on something, then it's essentially permission. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. but I mean, yeah. Oceanside is their own community and Cindy is the leader yeah. of another community. So who are they to tell her what she can and can't do? She mm-hmm. leads her own group of people. So she's right. at the same level as Maggie and Rick. So, I mean, she, yeah. which is what was weird about that tent. It was all the leaders of the communities. You know, it was Maggie, Cindy, Rick, yeah. Carol, who's in charge of the sanctuary. Ezekiel wasn't there, but he didn't need to be there. But it was a group of leaders basically saying, all right, we're going to decide this soon, and we are going to be the people who decide what is right and yeah. what isn't. It was nice. Yeah. All right. And then we need to talk about Jadis and, yes. uh, and yes, uh, Gabriel before we talk about the end with uh, Daryl and Maggie. So Jadis goes back to the junkyard, has a has a walkie. It becomes Jadis again. Yeah, has a walkie. Mm-hmm. And um, radios in, says, I saw the chopper. I know you're close. I know you can hear me. Uh, I want to be picked up. What? What? What is going on with this whole right. situation? Like, I have no idea what is happening. <laughs> I what, don't know. Who so let's talking let's to. speculate wildly. I mean, nothing's too far outside the box. Let's just go crazy. What do you guys think is happening? I mean, you don't think it, it's not the who was it that Maggie was talking to and wanted all the records? Oh, Georgie. Oh, the Commonwealth. 
I mean, do you think that could be the Commonwealth? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they'd come at, that doesn't seem like their style. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, they wouldn't trade humans. I mean, they were, she was trading people for supplies. Right. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I don't see Georgia doing that. That's tough. It is tough. It's like I don't know. I literally like I have no speculation on because I mean you have to go into the A and B people. Yeah, I mean, A and B. So B being a follower, A being a of someone that is going to stand up. Well, I don't know because Gabriel said all this time I thought you were. Didn't she say all this time I thought you were B when he? Yeah. When he said he was going to go tell Rick. So all this time I thought you were a follower, but you're actually an A. When I mean, so you know what I'm saying. That part right. kind of threw me. And it was like, what? That seems backwards. If you're well, doing what you're told and you're being loyal to someone, you're kind of a follower, so you're a B, not an A. Well, she, think about this, though. I mean, he, he wasn't going to go against Rick. He was going to lead in that instance. And then if you think about how or she was going to have that flair with Negan, that crazy scene where he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Don't, burn, don't burn my pictures. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, right. And that essentially was an A. Negan's an A. So somehow I don't know. Uh, Gabriel, I guess, is an A as well for a trade. But I guess. what are they going to do with A people? And why the zombie in his face? I mean, what does that have to do with? Because it was awesome. That's it. Yeah. Just because uh, it was awesome to make art out of zombies. Why wouldn't you if you yeah. could? Living art, you know. Uh, I, I don't see the point in in asking for A or B people. Yeah, I don't Unless either. Your uh, plan is to brainwash them and. Yeah, I mean, I hope we, we get some clarity about it eventually. I hope it's not just some random thing. They're like, hey, we got to find a story for these two characters. Because everything else has been so tight and kind of moving together in one direction. And then we yeah. have this, it feels like this weird little side path that they're following with. But so do you want, so that's my next question then for this. Do you want that actually picked up by the helicopter people and go off and figure out what this is actually going to be, or would you like just a helicopter to come in and crash and die? Boom. And then you never know. I mean, I don't know if it's a good story. I'd be interested to see, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I think we've been uh, seeing helicopters for a while. Yeah. I mean, we saw it all the way yeah. back with the governor, would, you know, it would yeah. be nice to see something to, to have some answers. And I think that, I think that's probably the direction they're heading is, Finally giving an answer to a helicopter. Yeah, as long as it has anything to do with the show and, like, with the story, I'm fine. But if it's just yeah. some randomness, like, hey, we're watching a social experiment from our tower, ivory tower, I'm, I'm not going to care. I'm going to be no. upset, honestly. You, so I hope that's, that's not what happens. No, they can't. Think so. I mean, the first three episodes, I mean, the first episode, eh. But this past episode, to be that great, yeah. I'd be shocked they went that route. I mean, that would no, be- I would, too. Like, I'd be so and shocked. Then, and then a spaceship lands, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, that would be no. That'd be that'd be you'd be ruining an amazing nine seasons of oh, The I Walking agree. Dead. That would that would so, be a, a wild direction for sure. Yeah, definitely won't happen for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's talk about Daryl and Maggie. And Maggie yeah. saying it's time to go see Negan, and Daryl being like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> yep. What does that mean? Oh, I'm so excited. That ending um, is so ominous. It was fantastic. I mean, that's, that that's leading things. up. It's leading up to, to Rick dying and that confrontation. You think, so, you think one of them is going to kill Rick? Is that what you're saying? I don't know what's oh. going to happen. I don't know if it's one of them or it's not going to be Negan. Weird twist are, you, of events. are you saying Daryl's going to kill him? 
Oh, Maggie might kill him. Uh, I'm one I'm of them, they might kill him together. Oh. It might it might come to the you know Rick putting himself between Daryl and Maggie. And or Negan. does does yeah. Negan kill Rick and they kill Rick in defense for Rick what? against Negan? What? No, what? no, they they no they no, they kill Negan because Negan kills Rick. I don't think that they'll let Negan kill Rick. No, I don't see okay. that being uh, Rick's end. I think that would be the worst deci- the worst possible way for him to die. Oh yeah, would be for Negan to kill him. Okay. But man, are you? Well, I mean, I think I think in a way, because okay, if you were to think about it, okay, Rick has to die. Sure. You don't want him to die. Does he have to die? Oh, yeah. He's, he's dead. Gonna die. He's going to die. He's dead. You don't okay. want him to die from a walker. No. Because that's like, no. Unless he sacrifices himself with a herd. Like, like a thousand walkers. Right. He's like, I'll I'll handle this. You get, right. Like he's creating diversion to, for people to get sure. away. Maybe not. Sure. sure. So no, maybe a thousand that, walkers. That, that would be yes. the situation. And you also don't want him to get killed by like a random person. A random. No, no randoms. And if. Not even Negan can kill him. Then definitely no random person. Well, so. I, I just think Negan. Negan is like his greatest foe, and it would oh, yeah. it would feel like Negan won right. if, if Rick gets killed by Negan, and Rick is the one who's got to win. And it would somehow make it feel for for not. Yeah, like it would be. So uh, so let's let's knock these out then. So obviously Negan can't kill him. No. A random can't kill him. No, I think he's going to sacrifice himself. I really think that that's how he goes out. I don't think Daryl will kill him. I don't think Maggie will kill him. I think he's going to sacrifice himself for the group and go out a hero. I don't see any other way that he can go out. Yeah. But wouldn't that be crazy if the only ones who could kill Rick were the people who were closest to Rick? Well, shit. That would be that so would, intense. God, but that would oh, that would fracture the show. Could you imagine? Some people well, would. He's gonna be part time anyways. Well, I'm saying, like, if Daryl kills Rick, some people would love it. Some people would say it's the best <laughs> thing ever because Rick's getting a lot of hate. Not this season, but last few seasons for sure. Yeah. Some people would love it, or they would be outraged. There would right. be no in between, you know. And I think I feel like that would be the the moment that the show just fractured. Like, okay, everybody hates it. Half the people hate it, half the people love it. I just I don't see like, him doing that, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I'm just speculating on on wild things. Yeah, but I mean, they've definitely set it up as a civil war. Oceanside agrees with Hilltop. The kingdom agrees with Alexandria. Nobody really knows where the sanctuary stands. I think they just kind of want to stay alive. So it feels like, you know, okay, we're gonna. this is going to come to a head real soon mm-hmm. and yep. they're forming sides and right i mean i don't if daryl and maggie get to negan and get in the cell i mean shit's gonna go down <laughs> and oh yeah i mean and i wouldn't be upset if they killed negan like i love negan the character no. i love him in the comics on the show you know maybe he needs a different end than he gets in the comics it's possible sure. it's sure. definitely yeah. possible so but I, I'm excited to see uh, what happens when they actually get to Negan because shit. But do you feel like uh, that's definitely going to have them, Maggie and Daryl going to Negan? Do you think that that will be the situation? However it plays out. But do you think that is the lead up to Rick going? Uh, like I mean, somehow that situation going south or I don't whatever. think so. 
I don't think so. yeah. I think it's okay. a step in that direction. I don't think that's the, the the final lead. Yeah, I would I would be really surprised if they killed him. Honestly, like if they get in there and that they actually do it, I'd be shocked. Right. I, right. I feel like he'll talk to him, and it'll be a dialogue between the three of them, and which will, considering the way they wrote Negan the last couple episodes and the way they're writing Daryl and Maggie, I'm really excited right. to see that conversation between be the three an awesome of them. Dialogue. Uh huh. That's by far I think the best part so far. Yeah, the dialogue this year yeah, has been so yeah, awesome. All right, best and worst moments of the episode. Um, who, Jason? You get to go first, right? Or have you already gone first? Me? I think it's you. I thought it was last time. Oh well, you don't have to go first if you don't want to. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. I would say I'm fine. We're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I- I don't think I'm alone on this. Of course, y'all will probably pick something else now. So sorry. <laughs> well, we have but, no choice. That's why I'm giving you first pick so that you can be original. I think I think the best part that really stuck out to me was was the the Maggie and Daryl and um yeah just that whole scene and and the walk away. I love that they did the walk away with her being executed in the background. Yeah. It felt so much more like sinister. I don't it know. Sure it did. felt more intense. That way, um, I'm trying to think of the you, worst part. You don't have to have a worst moment. Like the, I didn't. There may not have I been mean, a maybe missed I moment. Should have graded it higher. Uh, you know, there were just certain parts. Like I think that the strong parts of the episode were so strong, like yeah. really. And then, but it did have some like slower low ends. But I don't. I don't know. I really didn't have many problems. Maybe, nah. Uh, only thing I would say is just so minor and technical. I think all of the timing of that one house they were clearing, oh, of yeah. like her falling through the floor and then the door busting yeah. open, it was just like weird timing. And I didn't understand that metal flap that was just making noise. <laughs> well, it's just like, part of a roof. It was an old tin roof, you know. It just it like, fell off. It, it didn't look like the wind was blowing it. It looked like someone had a string on the side, just kind of yanking it every once in a while. Maybe they did, and we just don't. <laughs> Maybe we didn't see it. Yeah, maybe we didn't uh, see it. Yeah. All right, what about yeah. you, Scoots? Uh, I I have to agree. Them walking away and executing a rot, that was intense. Um, but I think a close second, I mean, if not my first, I love the monologue that Rick had when he ended. was like, and you didn't kill the guy on the roof that later brought so your brother left for dead. Yeah, I, I love right. that part. Because you're tying in the whole beginning seasons. And trying to give him just a try, and that was Rick like pleading. You know, Rick's gonna leave here in the next two next two episodes. Like, I, I really liked that part of of the dialogue. Um, the worst part, and this is where I'm kind of a little bit confused about zombies walkers. Excuse me. Yeah. If Cindy is being attacked, her hand is obviously bleeding. Yeah. She's grabbing the neck of a zombie yeah. and the guts are all over her hand and open. And that going to get into her body and she's going to turn into a zombie. Well, when they all have the infection already, if they die, they die and they get it. I mean, so what well, I mean, and but, her, her hand was wrapped. She up, had it wrapped. She? Yeah, it was yeah, definitely but, wrapped. But he said, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, it opened up. Yeah, but it was and still like, covered. Was I, I think just the stitches yeah. came out. Uh, well, the, fact, the fact that she couldn't take out one Walker and Maggie had to take, I mean, whether sure. you got surprised or not, I mean, 
he came at you, you were running away, you ran into it. should have died. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, then you wouldn't have had your favorite scene. Right. This is true. This is, it's so point. you're like, oh, you can kill someone kneeling down in front of you, but not a walker. It's a, it's a <laughs> yes, catch-22. <laughs> it's a catch-22. Um, my favorite moment. Um, I'm not sure what my favorite moment is. I really enjoyed the whole episode. I think my favorite moment was Maggie and Daryl at the end saying, Hey, let's go see Negan. Um, because that's something that she's been wanting to do for a while. And Mm -hmm. Daryl has too. And just the fact that Daryl was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. I mean, he doesn't know what she's planning. He doesn't know what is going to happen, but he's got her back. And it's just, it builds excitement for me for the future. Like, okay, I, I really want to see the scene between the three of them, and I want to see the interaction and see what happens. I think it's going to be good. And then uh, my least favorite moment, I don't know, maybe the scene uh, with the the saviors trying to intimidate Maggie. I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right. She's the leader of a community. She's She's got a weapon. You've got an axe. Okay? You, dumb. Quit, quit, <laughs> quit playing like you're all big and bad. You're not going to intimidate her. Right, but I mean that I still. I mean, it was a valuable scene to try and build up some credibility for that character yeah. to be in, like the new bad guy for the saviors. But you know, it's just kind of stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Any final well, thoughts? Anything that we missed? Anything that you want to talk about before we wrap this bad boy up? I'll say one thing. Usually for me to define, I mean, outside the walkers and the death, I mean, that's to me to define a good episode is when it ends and I do not want it to end. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm so in, inca- I'm so encaptured by that, by the whole episode. I don't pay attention to the time. Right. I don't pay attention to how far it's gone. It goes to end and I'm like, no, no, no don't end. Right. And that was what it was for this episode, which is why yeah. I liked it so much. Yeah. And so I'm, it makes me, it makes me have lots of hope. For the next one, a lot of hope for the next one. Sure. Yeah, I feel like as the season's gone on, like it started pretty solid to me, and I feel like it's like gradually building and getting more momentum. Where in the past, sometimes their seasons can feel like, oh, they start real strong, and then it kind of like falls off as time goes on. Yeah, they've got the filler episodes in the middle. I feel like. I feel like they're building more momentum than they're losing. So I, I agree. I mean, and they're gaining my trust. Like Angela King, I think is doing right. a really good job. And I know she's written yeah. the show for a long time, but her direction and the things she's doing have really, I mean, I'm starting to trust her and starting to really be excited about the direction yeah. that she's taking. Oh, for sure. I agree. So I'm ready to see where the season moves. And even after Rick is gone, you know, like that's going to be a big moment. I'm I'm curious to see, what's going to happen because I feel like the story they're trying to tell and that they're starting to tell could be really good. I'm nervous about that though. I'm really nervous about it. No, no, for sure. It's you got to be nervous to have the lead of your show just be that you've had for eight and a half years to suddenly Mm. be gone. And it's nerve wracking, but I'm I'm hopeful that they're going to do it right. And then I I like the direction the season's taking. And Aaron on Twitter even said, I know y'all probably haven't watched season four in a while, but he said it feels like season four and like the start of season four. It seems very similar, like the episode trajectory. And he's right. It's very similar. So season four was one of the best seasons that they've had. So if they they keep up with season four, they're doing something right. For sure, for sure, for sure. 
I think it's good. I like it. Nice. All right. So there's a couple things y'all can do for us in the meantime before we come back next week. You can always follow us on Twitter. Um, you can follow our show, uh, Tryhards Entertainment. You know, it's at Tryhards TV on Twitter. You can follow Fear the Nthcast at Fear Nthcast, and you can follow our individual Twitters. I'm at Real JD Lee. I'm at Tryhards underscore Jason. I'm at Scoots Magoots zero one. There you go. And if you have a lot to say, more than uh, 280 characters, you can always send us an email, jd at nthcast.com or fear at nthcast.com. And uh, we, I will make sure that everybody gets those because yes. they come to me, but I'll share it. And uh, you can. Yeah. We love a good, well-worded email. We Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And even if, if it's full of hate. Even if, yeah. We, either one. As long as it's constructive, we're fine. And then also you can always, uh, uh, leave us a review on uh, iTunes. We love getting reviews. We haven't gotten any in a while, but if you would like to, uh, just do that on iTunes the way you normally review a podcast. Right? Yep. Have we missed anything? I think you got it. No, all I think right. it covers all of it. All right. Well, um, Negan and Maggie and Daryl hopefully have a conversation next week. I'm yes. ready to see it. Me so, too. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. In the meantime, I hope everybody has a great week and enjoys their fall, gets ready for Halloween. Until then, fight the dead. Fear the Nthcast. cast. <laughs> <laughs>